in here at the kitchen table. And while I did speak of my hopes, the dog won't bark, the phone won't ring, and the dirt bikes won't go racing by, I forgot to mention that my home is right across from the small but mighty town waterfall. So, if you hear it roaring, you're welcome. It's one of my favorite sounds ever, but the pinging of sealed canning jars comes in a very close second. My husband eats a lot of beans, and he's always been the baked bean maker in our family. To me, it's a lot of work for something that the one time I tried, the beans never got soft. But with an abundance of packages of dried beans, I decided to try canning them. The beans were pinto, northern, kidney, and navy. While I did start out using one kind per batch, I ended up just mixing the random beans together to use them up, especially as I didn't want jars of just kidney beans, with them not being our favorite. What I made was 16 pints of baked beans with bacon, 13 pints of beans in Hamburg, and 14 pints of beans in venison, and I'll put my recipe in the show notes. Because beans are a low-acid food, plus I was adding meat, I was most comfortable using my pressure canner. Here's what I use for the beans and different meat combo per batch. 10 cups of dry beans with water to cover, 2 pounds of cut up bacon or 2 pounds of hamburg or 2 pounds of small pieces of cut up venison, 6 cups of diced onions, 12 tablespoons minced garlic, four cups of chicken stock, and I used store-bought, I didn't have my own, three cups of brown sugar, two cups of molasses, one cup of ketchup, one cup of apple cider vinegar, a half cup of Worcestershire sauce, a half cup of Dijon mustard, four teaspoons of sea salt, two teaspoons of cayenne pepper flakes, and two teaspoons of ground black pepper. When the pandemic started, I couldn't find pepper anywhere, except I did finally find it online, and then it was super fine pepper. But it's just too fine to shake out onto everyday foods, so after finally finding the normal grind of pepper, I just saved the fine to use just in my canning and my cooking. It works just as well. I started by sorting and rinsing the beans. When I did the pinto beans, that was the first time I'd ever found rocks in with the beans, so now I know to never skip this step. I put the beans in one of my big Dutch ovens and I added enough water to cover it by about two inches. I brought them to a boil over medium high heat and I boiled those for five minutes. Then I lowered the heat and I let the beans simmer for 30 minutes. As the beans were cooking, I put the diced bacon or the chopped up hamburg or the venison chunks in a second large Dutch oven. For the bacon, I cooked it to it was light brown, kind of golden, but not very hard. The hamburger I cooked probably about 90% done, and I did the same for the venison. I just wanted to brown them up a bit, and I didn't want the hamburger to clump together into one big mass, as it could do if it was raw. I used a slotted spoon to scoop the bacon, the hamburger, or the venison out onto a dish, and I'd put a paper towel down to absorb the extra grease. I kept about three tablespoons of the grease in the Dutch oven, and then I added the garlic and the onions, cooking the onions for about 10 minutes until they got soft, and by then I had pretty much stopped crying from cutting up the onions. 
into my very favorite Texas Ware bowl, I put the chicken stock, brown sugar, molasses, the ketchup, the apple cider vinegar, the Worcestershire sauce, Dijon mustard, sea salt, the cayenne pepper flakes, and black pepper, and I mix that together well. By now my beans were done, so I drained them, and then I put them back into the first Dutch oven and added the meat, stirring really well, heating it all for about five minutes just to get everything at the same temp. This is when I heated my jars in the oven at 225 degrees for about 15 minutes. They don't need to be sterilized due to going into the pressure canner. Just washed, rinsed, and heated. I added all the sauce ingredients, the onions and the garlic, and I boiled it with the beans and meat for just a couple of minutes. And by now everything was nice and hot, so they had to be ladled into hot jars using my canning jar funnel, and I left an inch of headspace. An inch of headspace is about to the bottom of the rim. I used a paper towel that had been dipped into white vinegar, and I wiped each rim. Then I put on the clean lids and the rings, finger tight. You don't want to make your wrists do the work, just your fingers. I don't always use vinegar to wipe the rims, but with something greasy going into the jars, I try to remember to do that. I put the jars into the three quarts of hot water in my pressure canner. I put the cover on and started heating up to pressure. After the steam vented steadily for 10 minutes, I put on my 15 pound weight. My elevation above sea level requires the 15 pound weight. After the weight started its dancing around, I lowered the heat to the temp at which it'd keep the weight moving around about four times per minute, and I put my timer on for one hour and 15 minutes. Because I did all the beans and pints, I was able to double stack my jars each time. Not to brag, but yet I will, my beans came out so good. They weren't mushy at all, and they were soft with just enough firmness to maintain the integrity of the beans, which is the best way I can think of to describe them. And I seriously think I will be the bean maker in our home from now on. Because it's just my husband and me in the home, I do tend to can most things in pints. I have several different types of pint jars. I bought some and some were given to me. Some of the ball brand jars are smooth-sided, which is my preference just for the ease of sticking on the labels. My other ball jars have embossed markings on one side for both cups and ounces, with milliliters on the other side, and then their name, ball, and design of fruit and vegetables on another side. My golden harvest jars just have their name and design of fruits and veggies as well. The only wide mouth pints I have are ball brand, but all those jars are owned by the same parent company, ball and the golden harvest. The wide mouth pints are great for scooping out the contents, so I don't use those for easy to pour out foods such as carrots. The wide mouth jars, while still a pint, are shorter and squat compared to the regular mouth pints. We're talking about a quarter inch difference in height. Now wide mouth and regular mouth can be processed together, but I try to keep all one size on the bottom just to keep the divider rack level. I forgot to mention that I did use my plastic debubbler in and about the mixture just to get the extra air out. So thanks for visiting my canning cellar. Please take a moment to rate and review my efforts on iTunes or on whatever platform you're able to find me. Talk soon. Stay safe.